Welcome to Brushing Up with Brit. I am your host, Brittany, and I am here to better the community of dental hygiene by providing my real and truthful experiences as a struggling first-generation college student. Making many mistakes along the way has given me a passion for helping others. With each and every episode, my goal is to provide you with information that will empower you on your educational path and encourage you to keep going. I will be having honest conversations about my journey and how I got where I am today. With my experience as a registered dental assistant and brand new registered dental hygienist, I will provide you with tips and tricks that will help you thrive in the dentistry world. Stay tuned for this episode of Brushing Up with Brit. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brush with Brit. It has been exactly four weeks since um, my last episode. So my last one, I think, was on like February 21st, and now it is March 21st. So today, I'm just going to be giving you guys a life update, talking to you about dental hygiene, um, the California Dental Hygiene Association, some questions I got on my Instagram, um, just some kind of random stuff, I guess. Um, so first I am in my brand new apartment. I believe when I made my last episode, I was still looking for an apartment. So I have been here for about three weeks, going to go on four weeks and it has been so great. It's been like, it was really a blessing in disguise because I felt like we were just getting kind of like booted out of the place that we were at and now we're in like such an awesome apartment. We didn't have this much space before. We still don't have very much furniture, but like we're working on that. So that's fine. You know, it's not like we had a lot of furniture before anyways. So it's been really, really nice. Our complex is quiet and it's pretty and it ha we haven't had like l any issues at all. Um, so I really am enjoying it. And my drive to work is a little bit closer. It's um, about 25 minutes for me to drive to work. And then um, I've talked about it on my Instagram a few times, but I got a gym membership because gyms are opening back up. Um, I am fully vaccinated, so I feel good to go. Um, and I've been going like this past week and it's been really great. I finally feel like, I mean, I just feel just such a big relief and um, it seems like it's been a very long time since I was in the gym, which it has been almost a year. And before that, I was in school, so I wasn't going very often. Um, so now it just feels good to be able to work and have time to go. Um, but yeah, I really am enjoying working out. So that's been great. Um, my boyfriend, he just left today um, to go on a race. For those of you that don't know, I don't talk about it too often on um, my Instagram or anything like that just because it's more like, I don't know, we just don't put our relationship on social media very much. So I do uh, mention it a few times on my podcast. So a little little insight there for you guys. Um, but my boyfriend and I have been together for um, 11 years. We met in high school and he is a professional BMX rider. So he rides uh, BMX bikes, not a bike with a motor, just a regular bicycle with two wheels. Um, and he pedals, you know, 
<laughs> that kind of bike. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to explain because some people think it's like a bike with a motor, but it's not. Um, but anyways, he's a professional BMXer. He's done that ever since I've known him. And it's kind of what brought us out to San Diego um, because he had the opportunity to um, live at the Olympic training, training Center in Chula Vista when he was like I think like 17 or 16. I don't know. It was so long ago. Um, so he originally moved out here first and lived here for a few years. And then uh, I found a dental hygiene program out here and it ended up being a community college. It was perfect. I was going to be able to afford it. So I made the move and we've lived here ever since. So we've lived here for about five years and um it's always been very like, even while I was in school, I was um, very busy, always going to school, just totally focused on that and um, consumed myself really with that because I was also class president. So I was doing club meetings all the time, um, just trying to make sure I was helping out my class and everything. And he's always raced. So sometimes he'll leave for three weeks at a time, four weeks at a time, uh, four weeks was, was always about the max that he would leave at a time. And then COVID happened. So when COVID happened, we were, you know, in our little tiny room that we had right next to each other, nowhere to go. Like, and we had always just kind of, um, did our own thing. You know, we always had, we were busy with whatever it was else that we were doing. So COVID really, um, changed that for us and it's been really nice i i've gotten used to having him around every single day every single week and not having to deal with um either of us leaving too often so this is going to be i don't know where i'm in my brand new apartment all by myself this week so we'll see how it goes i might get kind of lonely <laughs> but it's okay um it's really good that you know we both had the opportunity to get vaccinated and that um he's able to travel safely and I'm able to work safely and feel a little bit more um, just confident and safe that, you know, I'm not going to be um, getting COVID or spreading COVID around. So that's what we're up to lately. And I've been working three days for quite some time now. I think the last like four weeks I worked three days and then now I'm going to be going to four days permanently. So um, four days, eight hour shifts, uh, like 32 hours a week. And I don't know, I'm not done with my bachelor's degree program yet. So it's kind of difficult. Uh, it's just been like going to work, going home, doing my homework when I get home, trying to fit in the gym. So it's just kind of back to back. And I'm very excited to finish my bachelor's degree. Um, I graduated in August of 2020. And I started my bachelor degree program in October and I will be finishing my bachelor's degree program by the end of this summer. I only have after this semester is over, I have one more class to take, which is a stats class. Um, so I'm just going to get that out of the way and that's it. I'm going to be done with my bachelor's degree, which is crazy. Like I feel like it's just kind of almost like an end point. Um, I do still want to get my master's in the future, but I definitely want to take a break. So it just seems very weird to not have school come like that just seems so weird to me because I've been in school for the past 
like five, six years, you know, it's been a very long time that I've um, kind of balanced work and school and everything else that I'm doing. So we'll see. I'm kind of excited, though, to have more more free time. Um, work has been going really good, though. I do still have um, days where it's it's hard and I don't feel as confident as I would like. And sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just kind of like, rolling with the punches, you know, it's been five months now that I've been um, practicing hygiene. So I feel like that's normal. Some days I am um, very like, I feel good. And I feel confident. And I feel like, heck, yes, like, I know what the heck I'm doing. Like, this this is exactly what I am like meant to do. And then other days, it's just like, oh my gosh, what the heck just happened to my day? Like, what am I doing? I feel so lost. Like I'm all over the place. I'm like 30 minutes behind on stuff and it's just like a mess. So it's kind of, um, there's a lot of up and ups and downs, you know, but overall, uh, it feels very, very good to be a hygienist finally and to get through school and I get so many messages about you know stressing out about failing and doing that kind of like just getting through school and struggling in school and so um one girl just wrote me on Instagram and and she has told me about uh failing local anesthetic or failing some of the injections and I will be honest with you guys I do not claim to know it all I do not claim to be perfect whatsoever I've literally been a hygienist for five months like there's no way I'm freaking perfect so um I failed an injection when I was in hygiene school. So I failed the ilingual buckle injection while I was in school. And it was very hard on me. I was very upset about it. And um, it took me a long time to end up doing that injection. And unfortunately, I mean, I don't know if it's unfortunately, but I leaned heavily on doing the Gal Gates injection, which um, if you don't know, uh, the IA lingual buckle injection, um, you can either do like the Gal Gates or the IA lingual buckle, basically. And some schools don't even teach the Gal Gates, which is another thing that I've learned. So Um, I leaned heavily into the Gal Gates injection, which now if I did an ilingual buckle, I would definitely feel less confident, which it sucks because if I had not failed it, I probably wouldn't have been as nervous to do it or as scared to do it. So, um, but you know what, with my Gal Gates though, I have been, I mean, knock on wood, all the times that I've given the Gal Gates, it has worked. It has been perfectly fine. I have had no adverse reactions. Like the patient gets numb right away. So I mean, I don't know. I really like the Gal Gates. It's like one of my favorite injections to do. And, um, but I kind of feel like that's what happened because of me failing the ilingual buckle. Then I was just like, well, I'm doing the Gal Gates. I know, I know how to do that one. So let me just be in the clear and do that one. Um, But all in all, my point is that even if you fail an injection or you get whatever, um, what are they called? Like a remediation when they like make you redo something. 
it's okay. It literally does not matter. You will never have to tell anybody that you failed polishing or you failed the eyeling will buckle. Like, you don't have to tell anybody that. I mean, take it as what it is. Take it as a learning lesson. You're a student right now. You're learning. That's that's supposed to happen. If you didn't fail once in a while, then what are you learning? That would just mean that, like, you know it all and, like, you have no room for growth. So failing is okay. It shows that you have, you're growing, you're learning, you're progressing, and you're only going to become a better clinician by honing in on that skill and practicing it and making sure that you know it a hundred percent. So don't worry. I know it is so hard to, to actually do, but failing is okay. I, I struggle. I still struggle with Um, missing points on assignments or um, not getting the grade I wanted but it's just one of those things that um, we all have to learn that it's okay it's literally okay you'll be fine you'll get through it and you'll probably be better at that skill than you would have ever been because of the fact that you failed I know that that happened with me for other things you know there were in my anatomy class I mean this sounds so so silly um I got so in our program you had to get a 93 percent to get an A otherwise it was considered a B if you got like a 92.9 that's that's a B at our school so in my anatomy class no joke I'm not kidding I got a 92.7 and my teacher gave me a B in the class and I was so upset it was just I was like devastated because I got a B (laughs) in the class but now I just look back and I just want to like I wish I could just sit myself down and tell myself like don't stress yourself out about that B it literally doesn't matter as long as you tried your best and you got in the information that you needed and you feel confident in the subject that's what matters like the points the points don't matter I mean unless you're just completely bombing the class then it doesn't matter you just have to pass right now and don't put that much stress on yourself because you're just stressing yourself out for no reason and your mental health and your physical health is way more important than a (laughs) 92.7 let me tell you (laughs) um She also asked me, um, how did I prepare for interviews? So I do have a few episodes on my podcast that I've talked about um, the questions to ask for interviews. Our school also did um, a like mock interview where we had um, this lady that she did an interview with us and then afterwards um she like critiqued us and like gave us a piece of paper that said what we could do better on um so but that was only one it was only like one mock interview but I think the most important thing that I can pass along is realizing that they are not that the office is not only interviewing you you are interviewing the office and it's it's easy it was easy for me to understand that because i had been an assistant and i had worked at so many offices that i knew that i was the one looking for an office that fit me like 
I, the office is you could interview me all you want but if I don't like what you're showing me then I'm not going to take the job so just don't let yourself um, like be nervous and scared for interviews because ultimately you're looking for an office that you like and the same for them like of course they want a hygienist that they like um, but ultimately it's your decision so if you don't like the office and what they have to say and what they what they're bringing to the table then don't take the job um, I do highly recommend listening to my other um, podcasts about like the interview questions because I have some really great questions on there that you should be asking the offices um, and not just hygiene questions. That's the, the, like my other thing too is, is making sure you're asking more questions about the office and saving the hygiene questions for last because every hygienist is going to ask the hygiene questions about like how long are you giving per appointment, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Every hygienist is going to ask that. So they're expecting you to ask those questions. Um, but there's other questions that should be asked that are about the the office. And those should be asked first so that they see that, oh, this isn't just another hygienist who's just worried about the hygiene stuff. Like this hygienist wants to know about teamwork and wants to know about how our office is ran and, and what we like what we value in our employees, that kind of stuff. So um, definitely look out for those and listen to those um, episodes. I think I have two of them up there. And um, so the other thing too that I've been doing, so I have been trying to do more um, Instagram posts and more TikToks and stuff. It is hard to balance everything because it's a lot of work. Um, to not only create content, but to create valuable content and things that people want to hear and listen to and see um, all in the same time as working and doing my bachelor's degree program. I But I love it. I absolutely love being creative and being fun and making reels and informational videos and stuff. Like, I don't know why. It's just so fun for me. Um, and I have gotten a couple um, sponsorship posts, so that was really nice. But I just want everybody to know that the things that if I ever do post about like products or um, brands or something that I like that I it's something that I truly do like and something that I probably talked about before I even got the sponsorship. So um, that's just one thing I have noticed that there's like a lot of off-brand made-up products that are out there, especially on like Instagram and TikTok, just like random oral health brands that are popping up that like aren't even ADA approved and stuff and they're just random things. So I just want you to know that like I do get a lot of um, a lot of brands and people writing me to do collaborations with them for products that I I wouldn't recommend. So I do keep your best interests at heart and I do care about the things that I say and the things that I put out into the world because I know that there are people that listen and there are people that um, go and buy products, you know, so I'm not, I don't want to be one of those people that um, put product out there that isn't, isn't even going to work and is just really wasting um, people's money and I I just don't want to do that so I just wanted to tell that to you guys because it it's hard I mean like 
of course, it would be nice to have like extra income and stuff, but that's not what I originally started my Instagram for. Um, I started my Instagram because I saw that there was a space for people that need help going through the pro- program, for people that need advice, um, for a voice to talk about hygiene and that kind of thing. So, That's why I did it and I want to maintain my focus and my passion towards that. So my main reason why I have social media is not for making money. Yes, that would be nice, but no, that's like I'm I've barely made literally like anything from all of the all of the stuff that I do. So just know that I care about you guys and I read your guys' messages. I reply as much as I can. And it means a lot to me that you guys um, support me and listen to me and come to my podcast and listen to me, you know, give you guys advice. Like that's, that's huge to me. And I am um, on the student relation councils for the California Dental Hygiene Association. And we just had our first meeting um, and they do have a scholarship available. If you go to the CDHA website, it's uh, it's due very soon. So if you guys hear this and you're a student, just go on there and check it out and read what you have to do. Um, I believe it has something to do with a research project that you may already do in school. So, And there wasn't that many um, participants when we did the meeting. So just make sure you check that out. And being part of the CDHA is also important to me because I do want to be involved and I do want to make changes for hygienists in the future and be part of um, the voice of hygiene and just be able to make more things happen for hygienists because sometimes I do feel like there's so much more that we can do and there's so much more awareness that we can spread. So I do hope to get my master's degree in the future in public health so that I can um, create projects and things that help the underserved communities um, in low socioeconomic areas. So I really, really do want to do that. And I hope that you guys will check out the CDHA. They also have an Instagram page so you can check that out as well. One of my professors was, um, she's actually the president-elect of um, the CDHA, so I'm very close with her, and we talk a lot, so definitely want to get your foot into connections as soon as you can, because um, your teachers will definitely hit you up with job opportunities if you um, put yourself out there and make sure that you talk to your teachers and Um, get to know them and they get to know you and then eventually you know they may actually ask you um, if you're available to work for certain doctors I've had um, like probably four um, four job offers given to me by professors from my schools so just make sure you're talking to your teachers building a relationship building those connections um, joining your uh, CDHA your organizations your American Dental Association like um, American Dental, there's another one, all of the organizations, those types of things help you um, build relationships and your public relations so that you can hopefully get more job opportunities later on. Um, if you guys ever need anything at all whatsoever, I don't care what it is, you can DM me on Instagram. I typically get back within a couple days. So please feel free to um, write me, talk to me, 
send me pictures of you in school. I don't care. I love to see it all. Like that kind of stuff excites me and I love seeing students learn. So whatever you guys need, I am here for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Contact me on Instagram if you ever have any topics you would like me to cover or any questions. My Instagram name is Brush with Brit. We'll see you next week. Bye.